Hey, this is Corey Wong. If you are interested in guitar players, if you're interested in artists and how they think, why they create, what it is that motivates them to create, come check out my podcast, Wong Notes Podcast, where I get to interview some of my absolute heroes, people like John Mayer, Niall Rogers, Jacob Collier, Madison Cunningham, Benson, Vi, Santana, Satriani, Lukather, Matheny. Oh, the names are insane. Icons of the guitar, icons of artistry and creativity. I absolutely love sitting down with these musicians and getting to ask them about their creative process and get into the details of why they do what they do. Check it out, Wong Notes. Listen now, wherever you get podcasts. Jason Shadrick, and we're here with our final episode this week of Chasing Frets, and we're wrapping up here with Joe Gore. How you doing, man? Oh well, this is this having the week with Lyle is a week well spent. Um, yes, he, he's a guy who really impresses me a lot, and uh, I can tell you from having uh, interacted with him, he works hard. <laughs> he's uh, yeah. you know he does he does a tough gig and does it really well, and uh, this is a guy with a real commitment to. Uh, to, to everything he does. As you heard, and I think it was Monday's episode, the kind of the crazy timetables that can happen in some of these TV and film gigs. And kind of around that, today we're going to be talking about his approach to orchestration and kind of what he, what he d- does and what he kind of doesn't do, what he has to kind of turn over to an orchestrator to, to finish. Like he said, sometimes it's, it's 15% and he passes it on, or it's 90% and then he passes it on. And it was really interesting to hear his perspective uh, on how he approaches that with a creative partner and also uh, how he learned the craft of it and what he does to to experiment with that. Yeah, so um, here we have uh, the great Lyle Workman on uh, orchestration and using guitar with orchestra. So we'll jump right into this final episode this week. If you want to hit us up, you can reach us at chasingfrets at premierguitar.com. So here's our final episode with Lyle Workman. remarkable things about your new album aside from uh the quality of the playing and the quality of the composition is that you're working at abbey road studios with a world-class orchestra it's not often that a solo guitar album has the cinematic orchestral scope like that um yeah how did this come about the nature of the music i was writing demanded a great orchestra and my orchestrator lives in london he lives in between air studio and abbey road and he, he rides, he gets on his bike and he rides to work every day working on movies. And with that, his experience with the with those players, it, it just made sense to go there. Because the orchestra that I've been working with, I've done uh, several movies with him. I've been working with him about 12 years, 12, 13 years. And so he, he was fully in, on board with this whole with this project from, from the get-go once I, I knew I wanted to have orchestra. And it just made sense to go to Abbey Road. 
And this is John Ashton Thomas you're talking about? Josh Ashton, Ashton Thomas, uh-huh. Orchestrator can mean different things. In, in your case, what does that mean? I mean, how much of a sense of orchestration exists when you hand it off to him and how much of it is, is uh, his vision? Uh, there's sliding scales. Sometimes I will work out the arrangement that is 90% of the way there and he'll add 10%. Sometimes it's 60% of the way there. And I said, I've just done strings, but you go ahead and you can, you can figure out what the brass and the woodwinds could do based on that. And, uh, and in one case, what I did on, uh, there's a song called Arc of Life on the record where I didn't want to do any, any arranging with samples, which is what I normally do. I'll work with, with orchestral samples. Instead, I did it all in guitar. So I, I did a kind of a guitar orchestra in a way where I would just play cello lines and uh, implied violin lines and woodwinds and brass on guitar. And uh, so I had all these guitar tracks. And, and I told John, I said, all that stuff, do whatever you want with it in terms of where, you, where, you, where it lands, where it goes, who plays those lines. So take that. And then add anything you want. And usually when you work with a guy like John, you want to say, just take it to the next level because they're experienced. They've been doing it for so long. Uh, take take what I've done and make it better. That answer partially anticipated what I was about to, to ask you about because um, when we talk about the orchestration on um, – uncommon measures it's not just a question of what you know what the bassoon's playing here and what the french horn's playing there because there's an exceedingly orchestral approach towards your own guitars um and this yeah. is a very guitar centric record it's not just you know lyle's pretty orchestral music there's you know blazing guitar front and center um throughout but so many different characters and so much contrast between the guitar sounds from section within section of a piece and you know, I can only use the word orchestration to refer to that side of the project too. Yeah, thank you. Um, I think that's. I'm just going where the muse leads me to, and and I always want to figure out what can I do to expand the guitar in relation to my music, and so that that definitely means not just having a thing that you do and that's all. It's 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 every uh, permutation of electric guitar stylistically but tonally and also in the gear that i end up using the type of guitars the type of amps the type of processing i want to be able to open up guitar so that i don't have limitations and so i'm just again just trying to honor the music uh in the best way i can and that that involves opening it all up i don't know if you can do this off the top of your head but can you? Is it possible that you might pick an example from from the new record and kind of talk us through the guitar characters over over the course of the song? These are extended compositions. A lot of these are you know five six minutes plus eight minutes long, mm -hmm. and the music the music goes through a lot of places. Um, can you pluck an example um, where there's a lot of guitar characters and um, you know tell us a little about them and how they contrast each other? Or is that too far past yeah, no, in memory? I think there's gener generally you could find throughout the record, uh, like for example, North Star. There's it starts with electric. There's electric twelve string. I got a, a, a Fender electric twelve, mm -hmm. and then there's a single, the six string soloing. You know, with a nice big juicy distorted amp and the slide, uh, and then slide guitar playing, and then uh, you'll find uh, acoustic playing. You know, acoustic. Uh, work some finger picking so it really runs the gamut 
but the guitar really is it's it doesn't as much as as there's variety it's it is a cog in the wheel you know it's not i don't i don't know if i would really consider it guitar driven music what 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 would you say Uh, so well, it, it it varies from track to track, and you know some of them are more open ended and orchestral, and some of them are a little closer to pop or fusion cues. Yeah. But um, on on some of the on some of the longer free form ones, I kind of think of them as some, um, you know, little guitar concertos. Um, there's certain you know it's, you know, saying it's a guitar record can have, can be kind of a put down in a way because it's kind of kind of suggests some of those shred albums we all know where it's kind of nothing but. 50 minutes of dig me and that that's certainly not the case but but some but having said that someone who digs really really um virtuosic well-executed guitar playing is not going to listen to this record and say where's the damn guitars i want to hear lyle there's there's a lot of lyle there yeah i think there's a good amount of that it's always the the um the last thing i figure out is when i'm writing it's like well i guess i guess this would be good area to have a solo so it's it's never the directive is never like okay well, let me find an an environment let me create an environment for me to blow it's it's writing music and then and then realizing oh okay that could have a little spot there it's an afterthought well, some of the some of the sounds you hear that is not what you're used to hearing on on rock guitar or instrumental guitar records is um it sounds like in some cases and this may be this may be more um more of your orchestrator's bailiwick than yours but um where there's a sense of a line that originated on guitar that's originally executed on guitar, but it's doubled or partially doubled or shadowed by orchestral instruments, presumably oh, yeah. after the fact. Absolutely. Um, that's a hundred percent. I like that sound. Uh, uh, I like the, that, you know, the marimba and the playing mm-hmm. and vibes, playing melodies with uh, guitar, with, you can hear that. There's in a lot Stop. of vibes on the record. Yeah. Yeah. That, that, I, I like that sound. Uh, and then going back to uh, Blow by Blow and, you know, the, that record, Jeff Beck with George Martin and and the uh, orchestral records that Mahavishnu Orchestra did uh, with Michael Tilson Thomas. Yeah, the, I, I, this is something that's, I, I like that sound. For this record, you tracked the rhythm section first and then had the orchestra overdub, right? Yes. Were there things that happened kind of in the spontaneous setting of the studio with the rhythm section that maybe made you approach the orchestration a different way when it got to recording it? Uh, well, by the time I don't really start the orchestration until uh, the arrangement, right? until the, the, the rhythm section's down. So that, so I, I, I build it into the way oh, I yeah. arrange. By the time you get to the orchestra, you want everything set in stone. Now <laughs> that's reading dots on a page. You know, you, you don't really have time yeah, to experiment. Not a lot of improvisation. Um, no, it, as much as there's everything has worked out. When I work with with Vinny and Tim and Matt and Abe and all those all those musicians that are in the rhythm section, I specifically want them to do what they do, and uh, and that's why there's different drummers because I, I I get a sense that I think this guy would do something innately that will be exactly perfect without me having to say anything. And uh, that's why there's different drummers playing different songs, because I have a feeling for that, a feel for that, I, I think. And uh, not that w- any one of those drummers could have done the whole record, because they could have, but uh, there's just a certain lane that they're in that naturally is, is perfect for a particular track, and I'll, I'll, so I'll use them for that. And like you said, you're spoiled by living around all these great musicians. You know, why not? You know, use the best. Oh yeah. Each one. 
it's really casting. It's just yeah. you know, Vinnie Caliuta. I mean, there's a he's on uh, the first the first track and there's a, there's a drum solo in there. So there's actually two drum solos on my record, <laughs> and uh, and just the way he played that particular track. It's like an eight minute piece, North Star. It's called. I didn't have to say a thing. And even though he's reading and there's a lot of weird meters and stuff like that, I just knew he would play being so familiar with the way he plays. You've got to be really familiar with that player to know that, to be able to make those decisions ahead of time. But uh, just it flowed from him naturally. So the word also, you mentioned the word flow too. And I'm, um, I'm curious about your conception of musical form because um, well, you know, pick, pick North star, for example, it's, I mean, it's not a, it's certainly not a pop song form. You know, it's not a, it's not a classical music form with like a recapitulation of themes. It's just more of a tone poem that goes through all these, you know, different states in a way that, that, you know, intuitively makes musical sense, but might be kind of hard to, you know, analyze in conventional terms. How do you, how do you think of form in your music? Yeah, I, 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 I basically throw it out the window for that, for that particular track, for, for most of the music on this, this record. I don't preconceive a form. I don't think that it has to recapitulate or has to go back to the beginning melody or, or, or hint back to it. I just don't feel it has to do that. It just has to be compelling. You know, it's, it's, it's a song has to lead to another compelling song or miniature songs (laughs) tied together. Um, And sometimes they do, I'll, I'll come back to, to a thing, but inadvertently I'll come across, I'll come into a new section that, I find is even more compelling than the section before that. And so to have to think, well, I can't use that because it doesn't really quote the melody. I don't, I don't like to have that restriction. Um, and it's just, uh, it's a very free way of writing. You know, it's, I, I, I sit down, I pick up the guitar or I, I play a keyboard until something happens that I like that has some, some kind of legs. And then I develop that until I feel it needs to go somewhere else. And then it's wide open. Tell me you have charms within arm's reach. Is that what that was? Chimes? Oh, no. You, I'm sorry. That is actually the ring oh. in our front yard. <laughs> I was like, this guy's ready to go. He, gets, he needs to record chimes. They're within arm's reach at all times. Uh, I should have just <laughs> said yes. That would have been a much better answer. So to be a good orchestrator, <laughs> you obviously need to have a pretty solid grasp of music theory. But when did you kind of develop or when did you really learn, start to learn the craft of orchestration and really focus on that? What I do more more so is arranging than orchestration. Orchestration is the other the other side of it, and, and to be to be precise. Now, just for to, to make it very basic, in, in case anyone was is interested, the difference between the two. Let's say I'm writing a song, and I come up with uh, some strings, and in that strings, I'm working with a, a, a an ensemble patch. That means I can play basses, cellos, violin, viola, all all in one patch, right? So I'm printing my fingers down on the keyboard and I've got bass and I've got violins up here. And now what an orchestrator would, would do, this is a very crude example. He, he would say, okay, I, we can take that viola line and that could be doubled by whatever, you know, uh, some kind of woodwind and, and that high line, you know, I think that might be nice with a trumpet. So they take it to the other level and they flesh it out and they also have more, uh, well, usually, uh, an orchestrator and arranger are usually combined. You know, uh, if you're an orchestrator, you're also an arranger. 
but you can be a ranger and not be an expert orchestrator. Now, I, I would consider myself an, an expert orchestrator because an expert orchestrator knows that uh, the limitations of every instrument. He knows what's possible, what they can't play. Now, with when you're working with samples, they 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 are mapped out so that they don't go any lower or higher than that particular instrument. So you're safe in that regard. But you might write something that's the interval jumps are too hard to play, or you know what 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 two notes or three notes can a violin play at the same time? You don't. That's what all the orchestrators right. say about guitar. Yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> so they know that they know that. In fact, as a matter of fact, so. I will I will write something, and in fact, on this this record, it has happened a few times where I've got the string line, and then when I get it back from my from the orchestrator and I look at it, he's broken up the line so violins ones play the play the first eight notes. Let's say it's a very fast sixteenth note line. You know, he'll have the violins one play the first eight notes, and then violins two pick up the second group of eight notes, and then back to the uh, to the violins two. So it's going back and forth because. You know, he'll say, "They're not. You're not going to get what you want. They're not going to. It's not like guitar. We can. Eh, eh, eh. You're, you're, you're not. Or it might be the speed of it, or it might be too difficult, or the intervals are too great. So he'll break it up. Now, that's what an export orchestrator will do. Those are just examples of of what the how they function. So how did you kind of uh, learn the, the 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 craft of it? Did you read books? Did you study with somebody? Was it just kind of on the job training? Uh, it, it, combination of things. Uh, a lot of it's just ear, and then working with samples. You can learn a lot just by by arranging and and and, and seeing what they do. And then I took an or- I did take an orchestration class at UCLA, an extension class from a great uh, a great teacher. And we studied we studied scores. We looked at a lot of J- Jerry Goldsmith's scores and uh, analyzed the work. And then combined with working with orchestrators you just you learn you learn why they do the things they do and why things work how they work so it's a combination of all those experiences that have informed me well lyle it's been such a treat to to have you this week and and hang for a bit and uh get nerdy about this new record yeah super it's super interesting to peek yeah to peek into your world I appreciate talking about these topics that are beyond sort of past guitar. So it's it's kind of surprising that we would delve that much into the, the musical side of it that's not talking about strings and picks and amps and, you know, all that stuff. I mean, I like talking about that stuff, too. It's all part of it. But uh, it's refreshing. Thank you so much, guys. I really appreciate it. 